In 2019, a crack commando duo was sent to prison by the FCC for a crime they did not commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security prison to the podcast underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as fugitives. If you have a problem, if no other podcast can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the devil and the gent. Midnight creeps so slowly into the hearts of men who need more than they get. Daylight deals a bad, bad hand to a woman who's just laid too many bets. The mirror stares you in the face and says, Baby, uh uh-uh, it don't work. You say your prayers, though you don't really care. You dance, twerk, and shake the hurt. Dance, Boogie Wonderland. Ha ha, dance, Boogie Wonderland. Is that Earth, Wind, and Fire? Throwing a little Earth, Wind, and Fire out there to everybody on a podcast land. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Absolutely. And of course, fire is my favorite. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, we're going to do some boogieing today. That's what's going to happen. That's the mood we're going to set right off the bat. I am so optimistic. It's with a capital U. That's where I'm at today. And as always... I tell you, you never get you never get the first letter right in these things. I'm, I'm, I am right now... Optimistic. My advice to millennials is a new segment coming up as soon as I finish trying to introduce <laughs> the jackass you're hearing talking. I didn't even give you an introduction and you're piping in. Oh, my bad. As always, (laughs) I am joined because of contract negotiations gone awry, mind you. The Dirk to my Diggler. The Sado to my masochism. The millennial producer extraordinaire, the Georgia Gentleman. Well, thank you for still firing off an inter- introduction, even though I interrupted you. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what we get, though. So saying, Jen, I love you, but I mean, we got we got stuff on this show. You telling me we got upcoming? We got what? Yeah. What's so we're gonna do we're gonna do fantasy five. We have that broken down a little bit more. So we're gonna talk about some of our top fantasy players um, a little later on. But before we do that, um, we're gonna give you our Thursday night pick. And on top of that, we're going to talk a few Sunday night picks, too. Thursday night pick. All you need to know about this Thursday night pick is this. Jet and I spent 20 minutes on the phone talking on the way over, almost saying, hey, maybe we should, uh, I don't know, dip into the piggy bank a little bit. Maybe we should go get some out of this account, that account, and put some on this game. Yeah. That's how we feel this is. It's like it, it's almost, almost too good to be true. Yeah, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but yeah, it seems like one of those where, where we might have to throw down a little few extra bucks on this one, right? Yes. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely break it down and put the ball in your court there, but definitely a, th- a few extra points should go down on from what we're seeing about this Thursday, and we'll give it to you. Certainly. We got a new segment coming in today. It's called Advice to Millennials. How about that? Oh, we get to there. I'm looking forward to that. And then we have our favorite 10-year-old guest coming on, right? Now, what is up with that? <laughs> This is that she has some she has some gripes with you. I talked to her the other day and she was just roasting what you. What do you mean you talk, I want to know how this young child 
has achieved any of our information that she can get a hold of us. I'd like to know, too. Mm. Let's ask her. We'll have to do that. We'll figure it out. We will do that much. That's coming up, too. So. Well, as long as the kid made it through homework assignment of playing in traffic, maybe I will have to put up with that crap. <laughs> Man, sub-millennials. All right, and, you know, we could probably... No, we're not going to do it. Well, everybody's talking about it, so we might as well, too. Are we still a uh, free zone of... Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't care what everybody is talking about. In fact, because everybody's talking about it, I'm not going to waste my precious demigod thoughts or words on this. I know where you're going, gent. Don't go down that street. So you're saying we're going to remain abstinent on a former wild... Hey, gent, gent, no, don't, don't even do it. Don't do it, don't do it. What? You know what? You need to seal your head gasket, okay? I mean, really. I think you're trying to earn yourself a, uh, I think you're trying to earn yourself a Mr. Miyagi crane kick to the spleen. <laughs> that's what, wait, that's what's waiting for you at the end of that street. So, don't even go down that street. Are you kidding me? A.B. Frizo, next! <laughs> Alright, so, you're coming at me with a new segment. I didn't even know we were going to do this. Calling it Advice to Millennials. Yeah. What do you got for me? Well, I think it's pretty appropriate that you don't even know it's coming or what it is. I think I have an idea. If you do, then this is total ironic. This is so ironic. Look it up right now about what I'm about to tell you. Because this whole thing was just about this, right? The gent, who I love dearly, you know, I'm only interested in helping you. Do you understand that, gent? I understand. I'm helping you, but when I say you represent of all those clueless, sea of <laughs> struggling, drowning millennials out there, okay? All of you, let me help you, okay? You are... Absolutely motivationally void. That's what you are. A pathetic clan of people who have no motivation whatsoever, you millennials. So listen to me. Jet, he texts me. He's going to do this fantasy assignment that I gave. We'll see how that turns out later in the show. If that's a bomb, that's on him. If it's great, well, tell him the devil gave it to you. <laughs> right? Let's face it. If I'm going to wear all the hats then I'm going to get all the compliments. So, anyway, text me, do I have anything else? Okay, after I brought him up to do this, does he have anything else? Anything else he can research for our show? That's the gent talking to the devil. Okay, that's the millennial whiz kid producer, all right, an expertise in the field. He's asking me what he can do. In other words... I got no problem following through with your ideas, devil. I'll hook up. You just tell me exactly what to do and your idea, and I'll try and execute that. So you can do that. But, I mean, call me crazy. Call me crazy as a port john rat. Call me that crazy. But I just think that as someone who is the title, oh, I don't know, producer, that once in a while, once in a while, Jen, how about you come up with your own idea? Don't ask me for ideas. Come up with your own idea. Okay? So if you don't do this, here's what's going to happen. I want everybody to realize, I'm not leaving the gent. Quite frankly, it's cheaper to keep them. Okay? <laughs> I can't. I'm not, I'm not dumping them. That's not a threat. I'm not going to do an empty threat. But I am saying this. The show is the devil and the gent. The D in devil is capitalized, and the G in gent is also capitalized. If this keeps up, 
Not for long. I'm going lowercase. You're going to little G me? You're being stripped from your big G, and I'm putting the little G in Jen. So it'll be that great big ass D in devil, and then a little baby G for Jen. Okay? Little tiny G spot. That's what you'll be on our marquee. Because there's another one. I was promised this wonderful icon. And, oh, I'm going to get on this artwork and design this beautiful thing. Folks, it's the same damn thing as when we started this show. My producer has given me nothing. I don't even get a cocktail napkin with a sketch on it. Nada. Nip. Zero. Next. Next up, we're going to talk a little Thursday night football. We have the Eagles going up to Green Bay with, and Devil, I'll just let you get into this one. How do you feel about this one? Well, first of all, it deserves a better introduction. Than You're that. right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to let you get we're into. We're going to have <laughs> the vaunted Merrill Reese-led Philadelphia Eagles going across a time zone or two. Visit the great state of Wisconsin for the iconic venue. Some would argue the crown jewel of venues in NFL just for the historical importance that is Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers, who are 3-0, led by first-year coach Matt LaFleur, and of course, discount double-check himself, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you definitely, I mean, you crushed that intro a little bit better than me. And right now the Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites? Yes, which scares me. At, At home? Against yes, not so great Eagles team so far. Banged up Eagles team, you could say. Look, I watched the Eagles play Detroit on Sunday. The eye test, and that was just two days ago. Eagles are really banged up on defense. And watching the eye test, it wasn't that Detroit stayed up twenty to ten for a large part of that game, and it felt like it was thirty to ten. It never they, felt like they were. It was out of Detroit's hands. No. They were doing what they wanted. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. I know how good the Philadelphia Eagles' defensive line is, but it didn't look good against a, well, and we haven't seen Detroit exactly be a prolific offensive machine here up front running the football or being able to push anybody around. And they pretty much handled business. Yeah, Detroit was able to move the ball up and down the field in small chunks. Very un-Eagle-like. Yeah, and if you, if you figure if the Lions are able to move the ball that easily, imagine what Aaron Rodgers can do, right? Yeah, along with trenches. Yeah, along with MVS, you know, good, good receiver that emerging that's emerging there for the Packers. You know, Aaron Jones has been playing well in the backfield. Yes, keep going. Yeah, I mean, forgot their best receiver. Oh, by the way, right, Devontae Adams. There you go. Yeah, you're right. You know, oh, and then they got this dude Allison. He jumps in and catches a ball here and there. What you have is you have a vintage gunslinger, mustachioed in this case. Slinging that thing all around the field to as many targets as he can. And the run game is working as a complement. The Green Bay Packers got it going. And it's never been about Rodgers not succeeding when he had skilled position around him. It's been, he's not been able to be viewed as successful because the Green Bay Packers haven't had the kind of defense they had back when he was making Super Bowl trips, a normal occurrence. And we both say this new, revamped, free agent-laden Green Bay defense that has remained healthy through the first few weeks is only going to get better. Those linebackers they brought in, they're doing some really good things. So, yeah, we know we got Aaron Rodgers and his offensive skill players, but it's the Packers' defense that I have been just overly impressed with was how quickly they're coming together. And if you give a defense to a guy like Rodgers, 
forget about it. Yeah. 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 And if you had a complaint about the defense, it might be the run defense a little bit. But I mean, who are the running backs for the Eagles? Sproles. Sproles. But he's the third guy. You got Jordan Howard, who's still figuring out that offense. And you got a rookie in Miles Sanders. So, I mean, they're not exactly scaring you on paper there. No, they're by committee. Yeah. They're trying to get someone to stand up. And of course, Sproles being the, the name brand right there. Mm-hmm. But Sproles is also the guy that weighs about 180 pounds soaking wet. So, with the. With the biggies that the Packers clouded defensive line there, going to be tough for Sproles to get even bounced to the outside. Yeah, and you know another selling point for the Packers defense they have the second second highest turnover differential in the NFL right now behind who? New England you, New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, wow. And those are the two defenses. Yeah, right? I mean now we're staying on Thursday night, but just a quick diversion. Patriots defense is really really good, just like the Packers. I don't think people saw it coming, but. That's really what's going to drive those two teams right there. So yeah, back to the back to the Packers and back to Philadelphia. All right, Devil. Well, I know you're not the most optimistic, but if you had to find some reasons of optimism for the Philadelphia Eagles, what would you? What are they? Well, you always got to look at the counterpoints. Mm-hmm. You want to say look at the other side, and we addressed one of the reasons that we like leading Green Bay heavily uh, was because of the lack of a running game that's been established in Philly. But reason for optimism is you look at the passing game. You know, it's it's still Carson Wentz. He's throwing the ball to Zach Ertz, arguably one of the best tight ends in the game. You've got this dude, Aguilar, stepping up for them. Mm-hmm. The absent Sunday of Deshaun Jackson. Now, where it is, and we won't know, folks, this is, this is Tuesday. We won't know until game day, probably, if Deshaun Jackson is a go or not. But since he didn't play three days ago, I think it's safe to say he's not, if he does come back, it's not going to be 100%. Right. But if he does come back, he's still a threat. He's still a weapon. So the passing game is the only way I see Philly being able to come out on top of this. And the guy on the sidelines, Coach Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. well, this is the dude that went on a run with a backup quarterback and outcoached Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl two years ago. The guy didn't suddenly get stupid. Yeah, <laughs> didn't get bit by a bug that was just an idiot bug that made him a moron. Maybe the injury bug. Well, that hasn't helped. No question. So, I guess, again, I'm saying... Anytime you have a guy that's a proven coach like I believe Peterson to be, although he hasn't been doing it for decades yet, I believe him to be a solid coach, and you got a talent like Carson Wentz with the skilled position players he has on offense, can that, and they got some injuries on the offensive line, can they keep them upright and extend those patterns, then I think Philly can play with them. But it is really hard for me to think that Philadelphia is going to go into Green Bay and win a shootout against the Packers. And that's really the only scenario I'm coming up with with the lack of running game Philly has to present. What say you, partner? I say I feel comfortable with that five and a half points. I feel so comfortable with it. It's like it scares you. It's one of those things in life, hey, if it's too good to be true, well, in this case, if it's too good to be true, the devil's going to roll with it. I don't care. I don't care about saints <laughs> on this. I don't care about that nonsense. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. I get it. But in this one, right now, Green Bay, minus five and a half, that's just not an economic opportunity. That's the, that's the best play I've seen all year to this point. I'd stake your reputation on that, gent. Maybe little G goes back to big G even. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay? So we're breaking out the crystal ball. Folks, this Thursday night, we've got this one pegged for you. We just broke it down. We remain Packer backers. We remain steadfast, cheesehead wannabe. Um, cheesehead, the devil's become a cheesehead wannabe. What level can I stoop to? Oh, I deserve it. 
So anyway, yes, take the Thursday night game. Take the Green Bay Packers. Give the five and a half points. Green Bay Packers, Thursday night. Tell them the devil made you do it and tell them the devil said, this is just an offer. I can't refuse to give you. Well, I feel great about this Thursday night game. You want to talk a little fantasy football? Sure we can. <laughs> so we've been trying to figure out how we kind of wanted to do this segment. I think we're just going to try and spend about five minutes each week talking about fantasy football players. And, like, I mean, I think you, we were talking about it before the show. Like, we don't want to give – everybody knows Patrick Mahomes is a must-start. You follow me? Yeah. Yeah. So why would we give you the top – player at each position when you know it's already set in stone you know that like you're not an idiot we would be the jabronis that are Stephen a smith you know what the a stands for and skip what was his name skip worthless skip worthless yeah not big fuse with max helen Helen kellerman or you know clay howdy doody travis or i got the best head of hair in broadcasting me clay We'd be one of those jabronis. Yeah. If we're going to talk Patrick Mahomes. You said you want to get more into like the quarterback backup on a, on, on a position because you happen to have Ro- draft Roethlisberger, Breeze, or the other top quarterback where you need to plug somebody in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, RB2, wide receiver two, you know, not necessarily your... RB2. Is he related to RG3? I thought you were going to say R- R2-D2. No, that he didn't play football, Jen. Come on, stop. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to give you, you know, kind of those, I guess, middle-tier players and some good matchups we think that they have this week. So I think let's just get into it. Uh, hey, you know what? Everybody, disclaimer. This is a first on The Devil and the Gent, episode number 14. Here it comes. The one segment that I have left in control of your producer, oh. the... Georgia gentleman about to wax poetically about fantasy football. Go ahead, my friend. Let's get started down in Miami. Yeah, let's do it. They're really rolling there, aren't they? Cost us a win last week. Yeah. Putting crappier than a busted septic tank in Guatemala is the Miami Dolphins. Show some pride. Can't cover three touchdown spreads. points. You couldn't cover 22 points for us, and now we got to... We've got to invest in you again this week for my words. We said we would. Week. We said we would. I'm not going back on it. I'm just going down there and delivering a bunch of karate chops to the throats of some of those people if they can't cover it, however many points. This We'll get back to this. I've digressed. Fantasy football, Jack. Yeah, fantasy football. You're, you're Miami. Right. Why? Austin Eckler is why. Oh, Eckler. He's had a great start. First three games of the season, he was supposed to be the backup to Melvin Gordon, who is still a no-show. Yeah, how has this worked out? Because last year in Pittsburgh, James Conner took over for Le'Veon Bell. They had a great offensive line, good offense around him, and all he did was make it to the Pro Bowl and jump right in. So, yeah, I mean, Eckler. He's on that way. Once Gordon said, non grata, I'm going to go ride around jet skis, eat jelly donuts, and be the next Le'Veon Bell, good luck to the next team that has to deal with that fruitcake. So, anyway, Eckler decided, I'm going to jump in. And take this rollover, and yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, got the guy has more shake than a Dairy Queen at happy hour. Oh, yeah, I like no, that. He does. That <laughs> a lot of shake. Yeah, and not only that. I mean, if you're in a PPR league, he catches so many passes out of the backfield too. Rivers loves him. Yeah, you know, he's got this little screen pass, and he goes just like this little dead leg, and makes it makes a linebacker or a safety closing in on him basically look like a uncoordinated four year old with a leg brace on. Yeah, he just he he really has a lot below the waist. Has a lot. Yeah, of 
good offensive moves and can move the football and get it down the field. So I like Eckler. Eckler's a good pick, I think. And then um and then Derrick Henry. You know, this one I kind of went back and forth with, but then I was oh. like, you know, if Derrick Henry is going to have a breakout game this year, which he's capable of, he had a great year last year, it's going to be against the Falcons defense. I agree with that Falcons defense part. I'm trying to get that vomit out of my mouth that was the game yeah. last Thursday, which we said was just a got to have action because we predicted it was going to be a really lousy, awful, bad game, and if you had to have action, yeah, go ahead on Tennessee Titans. It turned out to be Mr. Hyde. Again, digressing back to fantasy. Henry didn't show us much there, but uh, it was it was raining out. It was a soggy field. Jaguars defenses. The Jaguars good, defense very was good. On, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, ran, hey, guy didn't look like he was requesting a trade, but I'm talking about Ramsey out there. He looked pretty good to me. Yeah. So. And I'm just saying, Derrick Henry, he broke out for a 200-yard game last year. You know, he's more than capable. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Oh, he's carried it right over. I mean, he didn't have much uh, problem from being in the Crimson Tide uniform right to the Tennessee Titan uniform as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. When his offensive line has been able to block for him and give him any type of space between the tackles, ah, it's like tackling a, a Tasmanian devil. One of my cousins coming down there at you. <laughs> he's, got, he's bringing it. He's not quite Earl Campbell. But he's bringing a lot of heat at you, and when he gets in the open field, he's still got that burst. Yeah. Burst ability, if you will. He's a big back who's got the burst ability. Yes, he's capable of ripping off six, eight-yard chunks as well as taking one to the house. Yep. And you know who else can take one to the house for the Chargers? Who's that? Keenan Allen. Oh, well, that's that's like a wide receiver one, though, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a cop-out, but they're playing Miami. Depends who you got receivers to go with. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm keen now. I think he would start every week, right? But mm. you have injuries to receivers. Thanks, Tyreek Hill. Way to get hurt for me. Mm-hmm. So, I get that. You know, a guy like you're making a decision of who to plug in there. Keenan Allen, always oh, just a great route runner. Very consistent target. And, you know, I mean, I think those two, Phillip Rivers to Keenan Allen, that's just, that's money. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's real. That's a, that's a big-time connection that's going to happen six to eight times a game. So, yeah, take Keenan now. Yeah, and then the other wide receiver I had was uh, Brandon Cooks. I know Cooper Cup is kind of stealing the show right now with the Rams, uh, rightfully so. I mean, the dudes, you know. But I like this. Yeah, it's like if you're investing, it's what you call your uh, you're kind of looking to the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's a good you're, point. you're looking to get ahead of everybody, ahead of the curve, because yes, as you said, this dude Cook. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. That guy's incredible. Yeah. And they're playing the Buccaneers, who, I mean, they haven't had a good pass defense. And Who's got bigger than the biggest numbers for Rams receiver? They kind of throw it all around, too, right? I mean, golf, They do. They golf, spread it out well, yeah. Kind of like a green base, with, with golf just throwing that ball all over the place. So. Yeah, and I know that Cup, I think that it's pretty much between Cup and Cooks at the top, with Cup probably getting a little bit more of the workload, just because he's more of a slot guy. But, I mean, Cooks is always, I think he's more likely to break out a, a long run, or a long pa- pass, excuse me. Um but yeah, so take Cooks down in Tampa Bay. Um, Agree. Yeah. So next, moving on to tight ends. Evan Ingram, who I feel bad even putting him in this category because I think he's a tight end one, but he plays for the Giants. Did anybody expect Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram to hook up like they did? Hey, ho, ho, Giants. Giants are 1-0 since they started Daniel Jones hey, quarterback. Yeah. So, and he had a big game. Well, that brings, the road. Yeah, brings me to my next point. Ingram's talented, right? Ingram is talented. Is he healthy? Very healthy. But when... How do you know? Did you give him a checkup? 
Did you give him a prostate exam? Just wondering. The devil told me. Test one, two. No, okay. Ingram is healthy. Though. Ingram's healthy, right. and more importantly, you bring up a good point. Daniel Jones, first start of the year. Guess where young quarterbacks who are you know don't have a lot of game experience, guess who they like to go to? Nothing is better than a reliable, big-ass old tight end to be your security blanket, otherwise mm-hmm. known as the devil's binky. Yep, it actually worked out really well for the Giants. It opened up a lot of other things for him. I mean, Daniel Jones was getting yards on the ground, too, and stuff. He looked really, really good. Yeah, someone questioned me about picking him up last week in fantasy. I said I would do it, and I would do it now because if he puts a good game up there, too, as a quarterback, too, mm-hmm. someone else is going to grab him. Yep. I, mean, I would think if that's probably the case now with those numbers, but certainly if you got giant players like maybe and Shepard at receiver, yep. got Golden Tate coming back for all you fantasy owners, there's a little scoop-de-scoop. Golden Tate coming back, he's going to be healthy. He was on suspension for, I don't know, I guess he uh, he and his cousin took some Tic Tacs and got busted on, right? <laughs> so he'll be coming back healthy. Mm-hmm. Hell of a receiver. One of the best possession receivers in Detroit for the last six, seven years. Uh, the Giants, as I said, it's exciting. And I, I didn't understand why anybody, this whole Eli thing, Eli was fine with it. They drafted Daniel Jones fifth. The dude coached that we're coached Daniel Jones, Bill Cutler. The dude is like a quarterback whisperer. Yeah. Worked with the Mannings throwing the football. Been there just a lifer at being nothing but a quarterback specialist from a coach standpoint. And he had Daniel Jones and he groomed him. And there's a reason the Giants took him fifth. And it wasn't to sit there getting splinters on his ass, watching Eli taking five step drops and getting the hell banged out of him. And then just to keep going on with that trend, you know, young quarterbacks. Um, over in Carolina, they're starting Kyle Allen with Cam Newton being injured. Um, he had two touchdowns to Greg Olson this yeah. past weekend, too. So, I mean, take the young quarterbacks that have a big tight end, a reliable yeah. pass receiver. And I, I just don't think— Minchu Jr. Yeah, exactly. Stop right there. We are just—I'm going. This makes no sense to me. I got to hit, hit the pause button. Minchu not a junior. Why would you name some kid whatever Minchu Jr.? He's not a junior. Scoop here. Who else is giving you that? Look it up. They must have been just smoking some weird stuff. It's Florida. You never know what's going on down there. Junior. Then they let him play with that crazy guy. Leach locks people in equipment rooms or whatever. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, go. I mean, Greg Olson, pretty easy pick there, I think. Olson at tight end. Yep. Olson and Ingram at tight end. And then quarterback-wise, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with these two. Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think a lot of people are usually starting him at quarterback one, but he had a, I think he had like over 40 fantasy points last yeah, weekend. He's not? going off. Yeah, at this point. I mean, there's like 10 quarterbacks. You, did. you got him. You got to start him. Yeah, right? exactly. I yep. mean, regardless of the matchup almost, those top 10. After that is when you start shuffling around. Mm-hmm. So he's playing Arizona. You know, seems like pretty easy pick there. And then lastly, I mean, this is kind of a cop-out, but Dak Prescott. You know, one guy that... I don't think a lot of people knew exactly how he was going to play. He kind of had a slump last year. He wasn't too, too great. And this year, he's just been... It's a contract year. I play fantasy league with a couple other fools. Nothing big. And I'm not a fantasy expert. But I can tell you where Dak was thought of, at least with the guys that I was playing with. And as far as where he was ranked on the actual Yahoo whatever ranking, Mm -hmm. it wasn't good because I got him in like the fourth round... And somebody picked Ben Roethlisberger, who I was going to take like three picks ahead of that. That's how it got Dak to... So it shows you, you're right. No one anticipated this. 
I think they were just going to run, you know, student body left, student body right with Zeke once they got him signed and in there. Mm-hmm. And now they didn't realize the, the air attack that Dallas was going to open up that we're seeing now. Yeah. Wow. Kudos to Prescott, too. I mean, but they're playing the Saints this weekend. Amari Cooper. I mean, yeah. 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 There. Jason Witten's back. I'm not counting. <laughs> but thank God he is out of the booth on Monday oh, night. Oh, yeah. Because at that thing, I mean, let's face it, there are worse buffets and. Dollar ninety nine land Las Vegas than there was with Witten in the booth. I felt sorry for that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so just to recap our fantasy matchups we like this week: Eckler, Henry, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Evan Ingram, Greg Olson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Next. Well, let's move on to our picks for this Sunday. We're gonna do that. Yep. We're cinching the belt up. Might as well. This Sunday. <laughs> As opposed to last Sunday and the Sunday before it. Well, if I may quote the great Winston Churchill. Oh. Yeah, just had a scotch with him about an hour ago. No. Oh, Still okay. kicking, doing it great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Churchill said the ability to maneuver from failure to failure with exuberance is enthusiasm. Jen, let's be enthusiastic this Sunday. Okay, let's do it. Let's turn this thing around. Let's, Let's turn it, yeah. this ship of fools around, all right? Let's go away from crazy town. Let's take this one to money town. All right, coming off the one-on-one week last week. Thanks again, Dolphins, who we got to start with this week. We said it. If they we didn't did. cover, it's a bloated line. I still say it's a bloated line. And I'm telling you right now, if those Dolphins don't cover a 16-and-a-half-point spread at home, at home in Miami against the Chargers, let's say this. I'm going to go, you better double up on this bet. Because if Miami doesn't cover the 16 and a half, I am going to go break into Sigmund and Freud's dolphin tank. They got down there at the Mirage, and I am going to swim with those dolphins in nothing but a Speedo as I rip my ticket up. So how about that? I hope they don't cover then. No, don't do that to me. I don't I'm bad enough. I got to get a Anyway, yeah, next bet. We're going to MetLife. We're going to take, we're going to take the resurgent. Speaking of exuberant, thinking of exhilarant, we're going to take the resurgent. Daniel Jones led G-Men out of New York, which is really New Jersey. And not, MetLife Stadium. And not so much because of Daniel Jones, but because of how horrific the Redskins looked on Monday night. Yeah, how about that? Giants minus three playing against, wow, the Redskins. Yeah, all right, next. (laughs) Battle of defenses. We have Chicago minus two and a half over the Vikings. That defense for Chicago just looks so good, and they're playing at home at Soldier Field. And Minnesota has shown some signs of life offensively, but I don't think enough against Mack and the rest of the guys with that make up that Chicago defense. It looks like the, the Bears from 86 right now, all right? I expect Buddy Ryan's fat ass over there coaching the way they're swarming around like the 46 zone. No, they're, it's a good defense. Not quite that good, but good. And we just don't think Minnesota has enough. We're going with the favorite there at Soldier Field. Take the Bears and hope like hell Trubisky doesn't throw that thing away because that's the only way yeah, the right. Bears don't win is mm-hmm. if Mitch Trubisky throws it away. Last one, probably the one, if we had to name our favorite economic opportunity on a Sunday, at least look at this one closely. The Texans are only four-point favorites at home versus the Panthers. 
So we are jumping all over that one, folks. That's one of those turn your head twice, way too good to be true deals. The Texans, minus four, playing the Cam Newtonless Panthers. And I got it. McCaffrey is one bad man pajamba, and he is on a tear, and he is a one-man wrecking ball like Miley Cyrus couldn't even hope to sing about. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey's been good. But the Texans are just straight up legit defensively. Deshaun Watson is a playmaker. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the game. And why the hell isn't more people talking about the Texans this year with the potential that they have? Take the Texans minus four Sunday. So there you go. We got Miami plus 16 and a half. We're doubling up on that one. Go get the Chargers. Otherwise, I'm swimming. So as if I don't have enough things in this world that piss me off. I got you allowing some some kid, some little demonite damn kid, get a hold of us and get on our show and talk trash. Why? Because she's a persistent little brat. That's what we're doing here. Somebody <laughs> called it. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. Let's expediate this painful process for them. Good. Can you imagine being from Alabama? Wow. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and let's proceed this this nonsensical journey that we're on. Jackassery, if you will. There's been a change in plans. Roll Tide Girl couldn't make it. Oh, shocker. But her mom was able to make it. Oh. And I think she's got a few words for you, devil. Well, I got three letters. WTF, chat. <laughs> I think we know where we're going with this. What is this all? Hello? All right, look. Congratulations, you reached hell. How may I help you? <laughs> well, first of all, your homework advice was just extremely stupid to give to a 10-year-old girl. But I think that it matches your picks for the past couple of weeks because you haven't picked crap right yet. Well... If your daughter is Roll Tide Girl, then I got to assume you're Go Eat a Tide Pot Girl. Why are you even bothering me, you mortal, with this, you toothless suburbanite of somewhere in the Alabama region? Because I can sit here and make better picks than you without even knowing who's playing. As a matter of fact... You pick four games, any four games you want, and I'm just going to pick opposite what you say, and I guarantee you I will be better at this than you. You know what you are? You're a, a, a little damn demonette. That's what you are, Roll Tide Girl. Man, oh, I am full Catholic. I follow Saban. I am not scared of the devil. Wow, the Saban card. If only you knew the contract I have with that gentleman. Yes, trust me. He's mine. <laughs> Listen, you are on. Chad, I don't know what you have got. WTF, that's what this segment's called. WTF is in. What did you put me in here? I've got an ant. Uh, you know, this is crazy. Hey, did she make it through the traffic all right? <laughs> oh, she made it through. But like I said, dumb advice for dumb picks. I mean, I'm just telling you. Okay, so we're going to pick four games, and you're going to pick against us. Absolutely. All right. Jen, go ahead and tell her who we have. Tell her the winners we have and the losers that this mortalistic B 
being has. Go ahead, hit her up. Okay, Chargers versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been terrible this year so far. So we're taking – so we figure they, their luck's got to change, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I said if, they, if the Dolphins don't cover 16 and a half, I'll jump in that, that Dolphin tank they have down at the Mirage, and I'll swim around the Speedo. So that's how good – Then I'm going to send some sharks in there because I'm just obviously taking the opposite on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got them. They're all yours. You got the Chargers plus uh, minus sixteen and a half. Yep. Next, next Redskins versus Giants. We went with the G men. We're riding that train. We're riding that QB train transition. Then I'm taking the Redskins because Daniel Jones can't be beautiful every week. You know, this mortal is showing signs of intelligence. I'm starting to actually wonder if he's got <laughs> more than four brain cells. Okay. Anyway, you're going to lose that one, too, because they're the Deadskins this week. Next, Panthers versus Texans. Yeah, we went with the Texans, and that was a gift. I don't care what kind of gift, Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, any kind of gift, turkey gift on Thanksgiving, whatever. It's a gift. You can't win that one. We've got that one nailed. Who's who's they going against? Panthers. There you go. Good luck. You got Cam. Oh, no, you don't have him either. You have the Panthers. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that. I think. I think they're gonna come out and they're gonna do something this week. Well, we'll see. Last one we have. Vikings versus the Bears. We're taking Bears. And that was. I'm going. I see. I'm going Vikings. I think at this point, Stephon Diggs is finally gonna start doing something this week. All right. Here's the deal. You're gonna lose. Whether you lose three one or whether I pull the sweep, I don't know. Because odds are, I can't be as bad as I've been. Just I can't be. You're right. Okay, I get it. I've only got to win two to match your previous record, so I'm okay with that. I know. Oh, you wonderful, toothless gummy creature. I get it. Okay, <laughs> I hear what you're spewing at me through that lack of good dentistry in the state of Alabama. I get it. I get it. But if I lose some of those games, I got a lot at stake. You know what? I will put you on call. You can be a regular. We're going to say the WTF segment. If I lose, we'll call you back. Okay. That sounds like a plan because I will be expecting your phone call next week because I have definitely won this round. Listen, I have no desire to call you whatsoever. I didn't call you to begin with. You called me. You called me complaining and yelling and hollering. So, no, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't sit around the phone. You know, waiting there, waiting for the thing to ring either, because it ain't happening. I don't have to call you back. If I do, you can let me, you can shout at the devil. We'll leave it at that. Roll tight. Roll on out, girl. Last word. Roll tight, girl. You want to give us your final thoughts? No, she says, I got it taken care of. I'm winning this week. Okay. Well, you know what? Damn the both of you. Have a wonderful evening, and go do something you'll regret, would you? I will. Okay. It's going to be listening to you. Oh, my. Oh, holy hell. Get rid of this mortal now. Enough. Next. Well, enthusiasm and boogieing down in Wonderland is how we started this insanity today. And we're going to ride that wave of enthusiasm up over the breakers. Let it be our escape plan out of here today. We are the devil and the gent. And we are most certainly all about that 
bass.